Okay, we're turning to 1 Chronicles chapter 28, verses 6 through 10. And we were there last week uh, with a message entitled, Words from a Father to His Son. And as we were preparing for this week's message, we got, stay right there in 1 Chronicles chapter 28, verses 6 through 10. So today's message is entitled, 1 Chronicles 28, chapter, verses 6 through 10, stay there. So you'll know where the sequence of this is going. And let's read verse 6 in that particular chapter. Now he said to me, it is your son Solomon who shall build my house and my courts, for I have chosen him to be my son, and I will be his father. Isn't it interesting when God spoke to David, who was a man after his own heart, he said to him, it's your son Solomon who shall build my house and my courts. Even though in the earlier verses of chapter 28, David makes it very clear that it was in David's heart to build a house for the Ark of the Covenant and for a footstool for the Lord God. And God told him, Dave, I, no, you can't build it because you're a man of war. You got too much blood. But David began to reflect on the fact in those subsequent verses of how God chose him to be ruler over Israel. Out of all of Judah, and out of Judah, his father's house, and out of the many sons that his father had, God chose David to be the ruler. And now, out of the many sons that David has, God has chosen Solomon mm -hmm. to rule. And here we find that God also says that it's your son Solomon who shall build my house and my courts. One thing that lets us know, if we are people after God's own heart, we still may have desires <laughs> to want to do something for God. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> but we still have to understand that what God is interested in is what pleases Him. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so we have to come to a realization that God, though I want to build a skyscraper mm -hmm. to honor your name, God may say, mm -hmm. that's a that's good idea, <laughs> but that's not my plan or purpose for you. Do you understand? So then you begin to say, well, God, it's okay. Because you're so good to me. Whatever you want is what I want. So you come back to that psalm. I think it's Psalm 37 that says, He'll give you the desires of your heart. 
And oftentimes we take that to mean that whatever I want, God's going to give me. Right? But I like to think of it this way. That whatever he desires for me, he'll give me that desire. That's a whole different picture, isn't it? Yes, it is. Whatever he desires for me, he'll give me that desire. Which means, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, God says, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to prosper you. To give you a hope and a future. God says, I know the plans I have for you. Lord have mercy. He isn't even concerned per se about the plans you have for you. That's not his priority. He says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and give you what? A hope and a future. Lord have mercy. Then he says, it's your son Solomon who will build my house and my courts. Why? For I have chosen him to be my son, and I will be his father. Wait a minute. Solomon is David's son. But God. You get it? But God. God said, for I have chosen him to be my son, and I will be his father. God is the one who establishes relationship. You didn't get it. God is the one who establishes relationship. And even though God acknowledged that Solomon was David's son, God comes back and says, For I have chosen Solomon to be my son, and I will be his father. Now, come on, y'all. When we talk about the fact of whose son or daughter are you, mm-hmm. you come up and say, well, I'm my mama's child. I'm my daddy's child. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I'm Bessie's son. Or I'm James's son. And that may be true in the natural. Mm-hmm. Yes. But don't you then understand 
why Jesus told Nicodemus, Nick, you must be born again. Because if you are not, you can't even enter the kingdom. Being Bess's boy ain't going to get you there. Did you get what I said? Being James's son isn't going to qualify you. But when God says, I have chosen Solomon to be my son, and I will be his father. God establishes relationship. Come on. So when you get a hold of that, you begin to understand. I respect mama. I respect daddy. But I want a relationship with God. And God says, to have a relationship with me, I have established that you must be born again. (laughs) Whosoever will, let him come. Did you hear what I said? Turn over to John, the first chapter. We're coming back, of course, I believe, to 1 Chronicles 28. But look at John, the first chapter. The Gospel of John, the first chapter. And in the Gospel of John, the first chapter and verse, I think we're going down to verse 12. As a matter of fact, let's begin at Verse 10 of John chapter 1. Verse 10. And let's read it together. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right To become children of God to those who believe in his name. Wow. And the King James says, I believe it says something to the effect that in that verse 12, to as many as received him gave he power to become the sons of God. To as many as believe on him. Gave he power to become the sons of God. So in this instance, remember, as far as we know, Solomon was not born again. But God said, I have chosen. Come on. Hey, y'all. God says, I have chosen. Solomon to be my son. Now when God chooses something, 
I mean, you know, when you say, who's going to be on my, who's going to be on your side? You know, you're setting up teams. And, and you're trying to decide, well, I'm, let me see who plays well. Well, I want this one on my team. Because I know they play well. But nobody can choose that person once you chose because they're on your team. When God says, I chose Solomon to be my son. And I will be his father. Can't nobody else choose him. Do you understand what I'm saying? Can't nobody else choose him. So in the midst of that, we have to understand when God says to as many as received Jesus, I've given the right, I've given the power to become sons of God, children of God. Can't nobody did you hear what I said? Erase it. Can anybody change it? Wow. Does that make a difference, y'all? In relationship. God established the method to get into the relationship where he can say, you are my sons and daughters. And I will be your father. Praise God. Next week's message is First Chronicles chapter 28 verses 6 through 10. This week's message was entitled Stay There. Next week's message is going to be entitled, Stay Right There. Amen. Amen. Questions? Any thoughts? Any comments? I want us to, I want us to take time to go through what Solomon says, I mean what David says to Solomon. Because we're going to find out, not only is he saying this in the midst of all these leaders of Jerusalem, and we saw the host of those leaders. I mean, can you see them in your mind? Mm-hmm. All the big shots, everybody who was somebody was at this assembly. And then he's going to say what he's saying, not only to that assembly, to the leaders of Israel and the assembly, but in the hearing of God. In God's hearing, he's making these observations. So it must be something to it. Because if it wasn't, God would have done something to have him shut up, David. You ain't going to say nothing about all this. Are you getting the picture? And what you're going to find as we go through here, I believe, is that this, what he tells Solomon, is apropos for us today. That's the whole key of this. What he tells Solomon to do Mm-hmm. is for everybody today. And we're going to find even Jesus himself mm-hmm. followed the instructions that David had given Solomon. Mm-hmm. 
Now that's an awesome statement. So you know that the instructions that David is giving to Solomon, God had given to David. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so when you begin to understand that, for instance, God is the one who told David that he, God, had chosen Solomon to be God's son. And God is the one who says, and I will be his father. Do you understand what we're saying? Any questions? Any thoughts? Any comments? Anybody has? Yes. Considering what the pastors were saying um, about he wanted to build a build a house in his name and stuff, and how God said no, basically not to do it. Does that mean that God goes and takes him off of that assignment and puts him to do something else? but have somebody else to come in his place and do it? Well, let's look at what happened. What happened at this point, David is up in age. Mm-hmm. So he's already served God, without a question. He wanted to do this monument as such to God. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily for himself, but to God. So it seemed like it was a great idea. Mm-hmm. No question about that. But God said, I know you want to do this for me. Because he even prepared to do it. Mm-hmm. But he says, but I want you to do that. Now, I'm going to have your son do it. That's God's prerogative. Yes. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. we are created for his good pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yes. He is not created for ours. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? So we have to get a mindset change. Yes, yes. yes. Or as um, the educators would say, you have to change your paradigm. (laughs) You have to change your paradigm. The paradigm is not, God, I've created you for my good pleasure. But rather, God... You created me for your good pleasure. Which means, whatever plans I have, they, it would behoove me to submit them to you. And see if they line up with your plans. Because if they don't, like Moses said, if you don't go up with us, we ain't going I ain't going. If your presence doesn't go with me, I ain't going. That's a whole different paradigm from where we are. And it's a different paradigm from where the children of Israel were when they came out of Egypt. Because even before they entered the promised land, Moses records in, I believe, in Deuteronomy, when he's giving them some remembrances of things, that the people were still doing what was right in their own sight. God already gave the Ten Commandments, and the folks were still doing what was right in their own sight. Okay? So, praise the Lord. Does that help answer your question? All right. Praise the Lord. Let's pray, and we're going to stop. Father, thank you and praise you.
for this opportunity to sit in your presence. Thank you for the words that's been shared thus far in this day. We pray that you would seal it to our hearts. And all who may listen to this message, Father, may it be sealed into their hearts as well. We give you the glory and all the praise in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.